Hello, my friends. So I have been mulling about how I should do this episode. And if you've clicked on this episode, whether you're just like listening to every single one or you saw the title and you were like, yeah, I need to learn about that. I just want to have shared experiences. That's how I've always done this podcast. It's usually what's actively going on in my life or things I'm passionate about learning about or if I just take the time and research something and I can't find the fucking answer. So I started looking at podcasts related to guilt. And we don't often talk about guilt in non-monogamy. We don't talk about guilt in, um, in, in polyamory. I, I can't find it in any fucking book. If you, if you see something, you know, flag me, let me know. And I can't even find one in the, you know, polyamory or non-monogamy podcasts available. Nobody really talks about guilt. And it made me really wonder. So I'm like, okay, well, how about I go and I listen to some podcasts about just guilt. Just guilt is an overall. And I found a lot, you know. And as all things in this podcast, I'm not an expert, but... I'm a good researcher, and with my findings, I like to gift this information and relate it to polyamory to you. And a lot of what I was reading about relationship guilt, you know, I was reading about, um, you know, psychological guilt. And some of the things that I found that could really relate to non-monogamy is there's a few different types of guilt but two that, I, that kept popping out of the screen at me was the difference between rational guilt and irrational guilt. And rational guilt is described as the guilt that you feel because of your moral compass. Because you are feeling like, oh shit, I've done something wrong. I shouldn't have done that. But here I am. <laughs> I've already completed the task. I've already done the thing. And now I feel like shit for it. I overstepped the line, my bad. That's rational guilt. So you can put that into anything. You could put that into like, I, I didn't, um, let's say, I didn't, by the way, I don't know if you guys ever, not, ever noticed, none of my podcasts are fucking scripted. <laughs> um, but, you know, you don't, when you're polyamorous, say, for example, I'm just pulling this out of my asshole. Okay, this is not reality. But say I did something that I wasn't supposed to do. And it was agreed upon in the relationship boundaries that we had set out. Well, I know in my heart that if I had done something wrong, well, then it is my human nature to say, I have performed a thing, I've done a thing, and now I feel guilt because of it. And, you know, you could relay that, that piece of information and discuss it a million different ways and, and how to, like, what you're supposed to do with that feeling. And that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about its existence because I feel like what to do with that feeling is something that you should consider and what you should discuss with yourself because it is no one like no one's going to give you a tool about how to no longer feel guilty 
because that's your human brain literally being like, you're doing something bad. You should feel guilty about this. Now, there's different types of guilt, like I said, such as irrational guilt, you know, and we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, you can have this type of guilt and and feel the need to, oh man, how do I say it? You need to process that in your own way. You are the right, you know, you know what is right and what is wrong for you. And you know what to do with that for what is right and what is wrong. And if you've done something to hurt someone purposely or, you know, no, purposely, then yeah, you should feel bad about it. Yeah, maybe whatever you have to do about it is up to you. I've never been the kind of person that is like, oh, you've done this bad behavior, then you have to tell the person. Or then you have to um, not tell the person. Or, you know, like to relieve suffering for them. You know, you should suffer with it. And, you know, there's this whole uh, argument that people can have related to that, right? And and that's not what I can talk about today because that is a trap <laughs> and only you can know what is right for you and only you can know um, what is right for your relationship. And if you're not making the right choices, the relationship's bound to fail. So, you know, it's it's really up to you what you do with that guilt. Today, I just want to talk about what what the feeling actually is and how we can be aware of it in non-monogamy. Another type of guilt is another type of guilt is the irrational guilt. Irrational guilt, I I had to sit with it for a while because it is so gray area. But not only is it gray area, it is so vast and there's so many different types of irrational guilt and there's actually also a blend between the two and it even gets more complex from there so there is a few uh, podcasts that I listened to that really explained it quite well but I feel like if I take those points away from them um, that's really stealing their material Um, (laughs) so I'm gonna refer to those episodes Um, if you want them please message me and I'll send them to you if you're interested or you can just literally google it you know, guilt (laughs) podcast. And there you'll find your own research. But I wanted to talk about some of the key points that take away from non-monogamy. And I find that there's a lot of, you know, there's people who feel guilty for, say for me, for example, I feel guilty when I have a good time. And it all depends on the interactions and there, it's, it's learned guilt. So this is what they say is irrational guilt. It's learned guilt. It is learning from behaviors, learning from actions that have cause and effect versus purely this is right, this is wrong, my moral compass. But because I know how someone's going to react, how because I know that is, that is literally learned guilt. And so for me, learned guilt, I, I feel is not because of anybody it's not you know nobody has done anything wrong by like that learnt behavior 
but it is my responsibility for my feelings and it's my responsibility to recognize um, the learned behavior. And this is where I really took something away and I'm going to give you an example. I, I had, I have been, you know, um, dating frequently and seeing people and enjoying myself and, and I'm building relationships, uh, in my life right now. And periodically, depending on the situation and depending what I've done, um, depending how good of a time I have, it depends on how much guilt I have. Because if my husband ha- struggled uh, post dates or post, you know, like for certain particular relationships, then no matter what, even if it was situational, I have then this learned behavior of um, I go out and do a thing, I now result in this feeling of guilt because I am nervous of my own insecurity. Um, I'm nervous that husband's going to act a certain way. He's going to be hurt. He may not be hurt. You know, if I just was to tell him about the whole thing, he may not be hurt at all. Or if I tell him and he'll be entirely hurt, but it's not up to me to decide. His reactions, his emotions are something that he has to work through. It is not my responsibility to take those on and change my behaviors based on his emotions. Of course, there's things called compassion. Of course, I can, you know, I can be supportive. (laughs) You know, I'm not talking about it being a total blank person, but it's not my responsibility to feel guilt every time he feels struggle. And that's the key point that I took away from this is that I may have a learned behavior because I'm nervous, because I'm, I'm, I don't want to hurt him. I don't want him to feel suffering. I don't want him to feel pain. I only want him to feel joy and pleasure and happiness, but I am not in control of that. Only he is in control of his own happiness, his own joy. And, um, yes, some things I may do may affect that, that emotion. Um, but if everybody's on the same page and everybody's agreed and consented to a certain thing for it to occur and everybody's aware of the things that you're doing, then, then the feelings are what it ultimately comes down to. And so I find that as I was listening to this episode about guilt, she kind of said something that, you know, this one particular, um, that said something about, you know that moment when you're like, you go up to your girlfriend, a friend, whatever, and you're like, I want to try living in a different city than I'm currently living in. I want to change jobs. I want to, and it actually even doesn't even affect them. They may partic- like coworkers, like say, for example, this happened to me recently. I changed jobs recently. And, you know, I, I had, I said, guys, I got a permanent position. I'm really excited about it. And I'm making this change. And their reaction was to say, don't go. I don't want you to leave. You know, and, and it ended up being this whole bit. And I know it came from a good intentioned place, you know, that came from that. But what it really is, is that um, it causes guilt for me instead of supporting me and my choices in my life. And so if I and, you know, she was like, wake the fuck up. If you are literally being like second guessing somebody else's choices for their happiness, regardless if it has something to do with you, 
um, it is not your choice to make for them. And it, if you want to be a supportive human being, I mean, you don't have to support, like if, if my husband wanted to go jump out of a perfectly good plane and go skydiving, I'd be like, uh, why? <laughs> but it is not my choice. It is his choice, you know? And I know that that might be some, like for me that I would never jump out of a fucking perfectly good plane. But, you know, like there's, there's, there's many, many situations where, you know, we can just choose to be supportive for the people around us and the choices that they're wanting to make, the growth that they're wanting to do, you know, the, the differences or the experiences life has to offer because it is not about us. It is not like, yes, people are like, you can argue with me till you're blue in the face about the importance of a marriage or the importance of a relationship and communication and doing things together. And I agree. I agree so much that that is an important thing. However, I also very much consider the fact that we are our own entities, that we are our own human beings. And it is not my, it's not my, it's not my job to control anybody else's emotions. It is not my job um, to, to feel guilt every single time I do a thing. Um, and, and it's, like that that process for me is huge actually that mindset that shift because if you don't want um you know if you don't want someone to feel a certain way if you want to tell them something or whatever or you don't want to be judged by them for whatever you're doing you know um you're inhibiting your own personal growth and and that's huge you know you there's so many things that you could be doing that you want to do, but you're choosing a different life to stay small and, and recognizing on both sides what we're doing to other people when we're helping them stay small instead of helping them grow big. You know, like I may struggle um, in jealousy. I may struggle in a fear of loss or feeling not adequate in my insecurities. Um, but with communication and exposure to those situations, well, it gets easier. And everybody knows that, you know, time, <laughs> you know, time, time really heals so much. And, and recognizing that um, I have growth I want to do. I, I have things I want to do in my life and I have experiences I want to experience. And it's no different than any other avenue my husband chooses to do in his life. If he tomorrow was like, I want to, you know, I don't know, he, whatever. Like even my, my husband is now a Buddhist monk. You know, when he was like, I think I want to become a, like a Buddhist. I'm like, cool, sweet. What does that entail? <laughs> you know, and learning about that. And then, you know, having such a big portion of his life go to that. Well, I, I'm going to support him. That's his personal growth. You know, if, if his priority was relationships, well, that's awesome. Good for you. That's personal growth. You know, like do whatever feels good for you. This is why we're doing this lifestyle. This is what makes us happy. We've chosen this lifestyle. And I'm able to communicate with you and talk with you and grow with you and through the discomforts and, you know, and not, not making you small. And so when you're on both sides of that guilt, if you realize that you're guilting someone and you're making your partner small, I think it's really important. You don't have to say it. You don't have to be like, oh, I'm making you small. I'm a dick. 
But you can just be like, well, maybe I can shift my mindset. Well, maybe I can work on this. Maybe I could read a book about relationships. Or maybe I could, you know, maybe we can go to therapy for a little bit. Try something else. Or, you know, maybe we can listen to this podcast. You know, maybe maybe we can, um, maybe I can try to let go of making you feel bad or making you feel judged because of the actions that you're doing. Maybe I can let go that... Uh, my emotions uh, don't need to be attached to every action that my my partner does. Maybe I can actually control my own emotions and examine them for what they are and take a step back and have an external perspective of what you're looking at in your life. And I think that's like a critical component in guilt. And so even today, I had to really like sit myself down and be like, okay, I had an amazing time last night. I'm not going to feel guilty and I'm not going to shame myself for having pleasure and sex. I'm not going to feel bad because this is what we've agreed upon that I can do. I've cons- we've consented to everything around this in great detail. I I have I have the freedom. I have I have the ability. So I will not feel bad for for doing this thing. I will choose not to feel bad. And if my partner is hurting, if my partner is having a hard time, well, I'm going to be there for them. But I'm not going to allow that guilt to sit there. No, 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 no. I'm going to be there for them. What can I do for you? How can I, how can I support you? What are you feeling right now? Do you want to talk about it? Or would you rather just, um, do you need some alone time to process this? Do you want to disassociate and just like do something else and reconnect and then maybe get to it later? Or, you know, can we set aside a time where we can talk about this particularly, this, this thing and in this window of time? And all of a sudden, you know, you're showing support for your partner. How can I support you? You know, and, and if you sit back and you're like, there's nothing you can do. Well, that's not a very good effective communication. You know, you really have to take personal accountability of the work and the effort you're putting into the, your, your relationships. And so I think, I think there is the ability for us to sit in the discomfort, for us to sit in that guilt, whether it's, you know, parental guilt, whether it's, um, um, you know, guilt for your sexual um, identity, or, you know, even, you know, coming out you know, as non-monogamous to the people around you or saying, you know, I have another partner um, or bringing other partners around your people, you know, there's so much, there's so, so much. And you can relate this to any subject, truly to any subject. But at the end of the day, what are you truly responsible for? What are you truly um what are you doing with your relationships? And that's what matters, your intentions. What are you trying to do? What are you trying to grow? And so for me, um, I'm really happy. I'm happy uh, that I had the opportunity and time to really go through this this afternoon because I have been feeling this guilt for years. <laughs> and I don't need to. I don't need to. I'm letting it go because... My moral compass does not 
say that I'm doing anything wrong. My moral compass says non-monogamy is right. My moral compass says you can love more than one person. My moral compass says you can show intimacy to this person and let them in. My moral compass says you can enjoy pleasure. Pleasure till you're screaming, (laughs) aching, you know, and truly enjoying yourself. And that's, that's, that's the key in all this. Anyways, so I'm going to stop, I'm going to stop ranting (laughs) and I hope that you're all having a wonderful day. I'm so happy to be back and recording season two, episode two. And uh, I hope you guys are back for whenever the fuck I feel like recording the next episode. Stay tuned. They're going to be frequently. Just don't know what days because I can't uh, predict (laughs) my inspiration. (laughs) So yeah, that's it. Sending so much mad love. Please uh, follow me on Instagram, Why Choose One Podcast, and send me a message. Send me a DM. You know, tell me if you liked the episodes, if there's something that you want to discuss, if there's, you know, something you can't find the answer to. Well, man, maybe I've been through it. Maybe I've seen a friend go through it. Maybe I can, you know, brainstorm an idea or do some extra research for you. You know, there's so many different ideas. And I, I'm, I'm not alone in this. You know, I have a community of people that are willing to answer questions if I just ask them, you know. So if you're, if you're ever looking for an external perspective on the advanced levels of non-monogamy versus the basic beginner shit, you know where to find your girl. Love y'all. Bye.